Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. We were driving out of Yellowstone. Yes. And music was playing. There was some like playlist, some 80s playlist that either like I'd found or had made or something. Yeah, which we didn't have a lot of. It was like through Apple Music. So there wasn't a ton of reception. Somehow we had grabbed enough reception that we got some of the playlists. Sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes through like the power of Bluetooth. Like, sure. It was able to play. The, gl- the power and glory of right. Bluetooth. Yeah. And so this one song it comes definitely on. wasn't the Fun Home soundtrack. No, it was app not. to come on in your car every time you plug <laughs> every your Every time in. I plug it in, Caption, there it is. dad goes out. Yeah. Caption, dad gets a newspaper. That's right. Every time. Because <laughs> dad picks up a hustler? Starts with the quotation mark. So yeah. it's like first alphabetically that song. Yep. <laughs> So um, it's your life. <laughs> this song comes on. We're both like, what song is this? Mm-hmm. This is such a good song. Oh, yeah. I was like, I cannot for the life of me think of who it is. Who is singing this song? I was song? like, is this the band Scandal who sings the song The Warrior? And I was like, is this like really early Kylie Minogue? Mm-hmm. And we're just like. Just like singing we're jamming along. To and it. we're like, this is such a good song. Yeah. And we're like, I don't know who that is. And mm-hmm. we like. We were trying to figure it out with look without looking. Or yes. at this time, I guess there well, wasn't we service. There wasn't service. We so were somehow all that was on, getting the all that was on on your display was the song. The name was of the, the name song, of the song, which was which was crazy, crazy for, for you. you. And which it took about thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and then you were like, "I was like, I need your gay card back." Um, I was like, "Who <laughs> is this?" And you were like, "It's Madonna," <laughs> and it was like. Oh, right. And it was yeah. like, well, yours gets pulled, too, because oh, yeah. you did not know either. Oh, no. We both lost our gay cards that day. We did. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for adventure. I want to follow on the trail. Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sail. Get up when the stars still fill the sky Don't wake the sun There's so much to be done And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real You can feel, you can open your eyes 
and open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. So if you listen to our last episode, which was all about our adventures around Old Faithful and the Upper Geyser area, our plan for the day was to essentially start there and then move around up to Grand Prismatic. We had skipped Grand Prismatic in the morning, kind of opting to think that Old Faithful would be a little bit more crowded and to try to get that out of the way first. And so after watching Old Faithful erupt, we walked the Upper Geyser Basin, which is incredibly worth it and feels like it is often skipped or overlooked. Got to see a bunch of different geysers, pools, and springs that were there. We didn't see any other geysers erupt, but we did get a chance to see Old Faithful erupt a second time, which was really cool. Twice Mm -hmm. in one day. Yes, Um, which was awesome. We definitely thought that after Old Faithful, which was about 9 o'clock, 9.30, we were going to do this next leg of the journey and then try to do something else after that. On the other side of the park. On the other side of the park. And so our next leg of the journey basically centered around Grand Prismatic Springs. That's right. Which meant we had to leave Old Faithful, drive north on the road. Mm Mm-hmm. And then get to Grand Prismatic Spring. Right. So we weren't going to do the actual boardwalk of Grand Prismatic Spring first. We were going to do the overlook of Grand Prismatic Spring, which involves parking in a parking lot, Mm -hmm. doing a little bit of a hike out to like an overlook that you have to walk up to, and then you can see over it. So that was our plan. Right. Plus tacking on the remainder of a hike, which was essentially called the Fairy Falls Loop. That's right. We had found out about this in a book that we had. We thought it would be a great loop to do. Right, because it wasn't that long. It was like, it was anywhere from like, I believe, five to nine miles because you it could extend out. It was about three to five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah. about three to five miles. Yeah. So you could kind of like go a little further out than you needed to beyond the loop and then kind of loop back. And so. with all of the other things we were doing this day, our goal was to land somewhere around nine miles in total. This was one of those days we were like, we're taking it easy today. This is right. going to be nine an miles. easier <laughs> nine mile day. Mm-hmm. So we drive up to the Grand Prismatic area, specifically the parking area where we need to park in order to walk out to this overlook. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Yeah. It was already... Throngs of people. Throngs of people. Mm -hmm. The parking lot to park where one would go out to look at Grand Prismatic Spring is very small. Oh, it's tiny. And it's just like a little like drive through it and that's it. So we had to... We're like, all right, well, we're going to have to start making the circle here yeah. over and over again. Yeah. So we started doing that. It did seem that people did park, walk out to the overlook, take a look, and then just come right back. Right. Not a lot of people, it seemed, were doing this whole hike. Um, the whole fairy and we're not ta- loop. Yeah, we're not talking about the parking area for Grand Prismatic proper. We're talking about the overlook. Right. The Which proper, is a little further yeah. south on the road. Grand Prismatic Springs proper, like where the boardwalk is, where you can also be like a very small parking close, area. Incredibly small. At least the one for the overlook hike in Fairy Falls 
has this dirt lot that's sort of an offshoot right. of a very small parking lot. But yeah, it was still very small, just jammed. And, and so, it was just like, you know, you'd kind of wait and you'd watch people walk yeah. and then you'd follow them and then you'd wait for them to leave. And then you'd get in that parking spot. Right. And that's basically the choice we made. We chose. We chose. In the morning. That is what we did. We chose to go to Old Faithful first. So We did. We made choices. I think if we maybe had to do it again, although seeing Old Faithful kind of quiet with very few people was really nice. It was really nice. But the parking lot there is gigantic. There were so many spots, I feel like, when we left Old Faithful. It's easier, it seems, to park at Old Faithful. There's a lot of parking there. Than it is to park in the Grand Prismatic Springs area. So if you're doing it early, maybe do Grand Prismatic Springs first. Just our two cents, or at least mine. Or maybe don't do Grand Prismatic Spring and Old Faithful on the same day. They are nearby, which is convenient, but... um, do one very early on one day and another very early on another That's day. That's true. You could do that. We had been in sneakers basically up until this point all morning. So it was time for us once we parked in the dirt lot, which is where we ended up finding a spot. We laced up our boots and we geared up and stretched for what this hike would be, which again, as Dusty said, a casual five mile casual loop. Casual five miles, first to an overlook, then to some waterfalls. Relatively flat. So we head off out of that parking lot which almost immediately puts you on a bridge. Well, you remember we passed that uh, that spring first. There's actually like getting onto like this dirt path that leads you to the actual trail through and around the paved parking lot. There is this spring. It's almost it's a very blue sort of like mm. intensely beautiful spring just on the side of this like parking lot that yeah. is there, which is basically what Yellowstone I feel like is. It's like, oh, there's a geyser just yes. like right next to you. There's this ring. It's beautiful. Yeah. The colors are magnificent. You'll yeah. never see them like this ever again no. anywhere else. No, no, no. Anywhere no. else. Anywhere. But yeah, it basically after navigating through the parking lot on foot, you essentially get on to this trestle bridge that crosses you over the Firehole River. This puts you on essentially what is the main part of the Fairy Falls Trail, which is sort of like a gravelly path. This is the uh, part, like it's, if we think about this trail as sort of like a triangle, this is like the long, this is the part at the bottom of the triangle is what we'll say. Yeah. And the other two parts of the trail come off of it. Like, That's right. So. Sort of like a, like a pointed backwards capital letter P. Yeah. Yeah. You could yeah. do that. Like we're coming into it from like the bottom part the staff of the, the letter. staff of the letter yeah this is the staff of the letter there so you go this is where we are it's really wide yep. gravelly and we're walking and lots of people lots of people but lots of space to spread out yeah and we're walking toward where we'll hook a left to catch this overlook now you took your poles with you but i did not i was like no this is going to be pretty flat and I don't think that I'm going to... Did I take my poles? You did. You did because we... I know because later we needed to use them for sound. Oh, okay. And I you had were like, one you pole. didn't take your poles with you. <laughs> and you could be making sound too. Did I take both or did I just take... I think, I think I took you one. You took one. Okay. I think I took one. So... Which I should know this, right? By now. Yeah. But this trip proved the only time I took only one 
I really needed both. Yeah. So Murphy's um, law of pole. I will you. never always yeah, have two poles. Always have two poles. You hike with one, I but do. that's consistent for you. That is. I hike with two, and when I decided, I was like, "Oh, it'll be fine. I'll just do one." Wrong. Yeah. Choice. Yeah, this is a big episode of foreshadowing. So get yeah. ready. Get ready. <laughs> Suspense. So as we're walking out on this gravel path, it's sort of like there are some hills to our left that have a little bit of trees. Mm-hmm. And then over to the right, it's just big, vast openness. In the distance is Grand Prismatic. There are some trees, though. So you can sort of only see. It's not fully open all the time as you're on the right. Sure. Cause but it's pure. mostly yeah. open. Yes. Like there are occasional trees, Yes, but there's not a forest. No, here. no, no, no. And in the distance, you can see that grand prismatic is there. Cause you can see and the boardwalk. We can see it. the boardwalk with people on it. And we can see that the smoke is coming up. The steam is yep. coming up from the water. Yes. It's pretty hot on the trail already. Already at, at this like time. 10 o'clock at this mm-hmm. point. And we hadn't used our bladders yet, so they were full, but we didn't bring... Like, sometimes we'll carry an extra bottle of water with us, too, just in we our bags. We didn't do this today because, because we were, it was going to be short. It was going to be short. All the things we were doing were going to be short. Again, just listen to what we're saying right now and take that as a hint for later. <laughs> so we do finally make it to the turnoff for the Overlook hike. Yeah. It's sort of like this little, like, blip loop mm-hmm. on the... And by loop, it's like it starts on one side of this pathway and then ends on like a little further down. Yeah. So we have to... It's like a C-shape. Right. Mm -hmm. Or a backward C-shape. Yeah. Or no. No. Yeah. A A C-shape. A correct C. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So we head up to the left. Yeah. And this basically doesn't take too long to build this elevation up to this point. But I think we were also like... We had a long day yesterday. And oh, I know. Immediately, we were just like immediately we, we skipped the, the elevation before. So immediately, mm-hmm. the uphill was just like, ugh. yeah, because yeah. we were like, this is our easy day. Because that's what basically the whole trip. It was like, okay, a nine or ten mile day. Then it would be like a sixteen or seventeen mile day. But and then most a nine of or the time, it day. would be like yeah. a sixteen mile day, and then another sixteen mile day, and then maybe we'd get in a nine to eleven mile day. No, it was pretty consistently back I and think, forth. Mm, yeah. I think we ended up at the end doing more longer days than we did shorter well, days. Unanticipatedly. <laughs> dun dun dun. Right. <laughs> the overlook is really kind of like a small kind of terrace area that is. That has like a guardrail. We say terrace loosely. Yeah. And you can quote unquote overlook the pools. Now you're not getting a bird's eye view because you're not hanging over them. No. But you're able to see them in a distance and at a height, which gives you a grander sense of what they look like. Um, Because when you're on the boardwalk, you don't really get that perspective. It's you're just there. You're within it. So you're not seeing it. You're seeing the beautiful color up close, Mm -hmm. but you don't get a real grand scale scale of, of what it looks everything. like the outer shape of it the, the way the colors change and you can get that here and it is worth it and this was a recommended spot for us to see to definitely do this hike to be able to see grand prismatic in this way so it is something to do but we do also recommend tagging on what we ended up doing after which is the hike to fairy falls it is worth it and you get to see a waterfall yeah yeah so we're standing up there there's a ton of people up there 
at yep. the overlook. It's wooded. It's made of wood. It's sort of like a terrace standing area. Yep. And you stand there. You can get some photos of it. You can get some photos of you standing there with it behind you, whatnot. We scoot in enough to take some pictures and take a look. And then we decide that it was time to get away from this crowd and that we should continue on. Mm-hmm. So we continued on rather than coming back the way we came. We just continued along the sea mm-hmm. to connect with the path that was down on the flat ground. Right. The gravel path where we started. And this was all a very quick descent. Yeah. And again, as you're walking here, once you're back on this gravel path, you can see this seemed a little bit more wooded here once you were past the initial part. So you could see through the trees, these breaks of Grand Prismatic, mm-hmm. some wider areas, some you could kind of just spy through. Yeah. It was very easy for us to get a peek at the people on the boardwalk oh, yeah. from here. Yes. Eventually we hit this very flooded out area of the trail where we sort of have to create a desire path to kind of get around and people had done it already. So yeah. um, this is where if you're looking at the map for this trail, there is a bike rack, which this trail that we were on, this staff part of this backwards P seemed like a bike trail because uh, it yeah. was like gravelly. It was like kind of like more um, bike and probably maybe runner friendly um, as opposed to like a, a trail trail. Not that a trail trail is not runner friendly because um, people do it all the time. And this is where we make our turn after this flooded area at the bike rack to kind of head off towards what is Fairy Falls. Yes. Yeah. There were quite a few other people who were also doing the same thing. Yeah. And not as many as were in the parking lot. <laughs> not as many that no. were as were in the parking lot and not as many as were, say, up at the Overlook. No. But there were quite a few, quite a few groups. It felt very indoor, this area. It got very woody and very foresty very quickly. But like low pine forest. Low pine and skinny trees. Yeah. Like not young, young, very young, thin trees as we were walking through. This pathway is, it's staying fairly wide. Like I think the most narrow it got was like maybe eight feet or something like this. Yeah. Maybe four to six feet at some point. It's a little bit of up and down, but not, you know, not too much. It's not flat here by any means. There is definitely some some up and down, up and down happening. Um, Some incline and decline slight, but it is slight, but it's there. Yeah. And a little jaggedy trail, not as manicured as the first part we were on. The walk from this, intersection to Ferry Falls was about a mile and a half. And so we knew we were like, okay, well, this isn't that far. We can, you know, walk this fairly quickly and we'll get to Ferry Falls in no time. Right. And this is where we also pick up from our our game of retelling movies. And that's right. So I... Um, told Dusty about Terminator 2, which he had never seen, which I've never really seen Terminator 1, but Terminator 2 Judgment Day is like iconic cinema. So yeah, we I told that story, which was not really a story. It was just a retelling of the the film, Um, which, hey, if you've got, you know, some time to kill. If you've got the time and and people don't care about spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, And you want to talk to stave off bears. It's a good, good game to play. And that's why we adopted it. You're kind of like eventually after a while of walking, the right of the trail does open up a little bit more. You get some fields, you get some bigger views of the distance. There, there are trees, but they're a little thinner there. It's very clear again that everything is sort of young, like young pines in this area. As we get closer to the falls, there's more trees that are down because it's like the area is getting a little wetter now. While it's not marshy, 
it no. does sort of feel a little marshy. Yeah. Not right here anyway. It wasn't super marshy, but it does feel, you're right. It did feel like maybe it did. That's a flood area, like a flood plainy sort of yeah. area from yeah. the falls there. The closer you get does, to the, yeah. the closer that you get to the falls. Yes. It is much marshier. Um, and so you can kind of, as you're on the path, see the falls in the distance on the left. The trees sort of get a little lower. You're able to kind of see a little further out. You basically have to climb as you're getting closer over a bunch of felled trees. You sort of have to saddle climb over them. Which and, we did. Yeah. And it was fine. Yeah. And Yellowstone, I would have to say, or at least this part of the country when it comes to national parks, there are sometimes additional paths that are there that are not indicated on the map. Right. That can really like be like, I don't know what that is. Or like, because there are some other parks that everything is marked. Sure. But I did not find that to be true in Yellowstone. Foreshadowing. <laughs> so, um, and here it was sort of like, oh, well, there are many paths that one could take to the actual waterfall. So we just right. looked at the ground and sort of found one that made sense for us. Right. And we kind of don't end up getting, there's a bunch of people that are right up at the falls. Like you can get pretty close. Like and underneath were there them. people swimming? No, I don't think there were people swimming. No. Um, the waterfall is interesting too. It's the way that it, the way that it's coming down. It's clear that at some times of the year, or maybe in the past, the waterfall obviously was more. It seemed to be more powerful or have a bigger fall itself because the top part looks like it's been carved by water. Like yes. there's a bowl up at the top where the waterfall comes down. So it seems like at some point either maybe in the spring when the meltwater is bigger or maybe in the past when there was more, you know, water to be felled. I'm going to just go with that. <laughs> That's your favorite um, word. This episode felled, is apparently. felled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I felt it all. Mm -hmm. um, then it, it, it seemed like that was a bigger area there, but we do get a, a chance to take a, a gander. And this is a kind of nice idyllic spot to just like hang for a bit. Yeah. And with that, let's take our first break. So what game are we playing? So let's play a version of The Vault that is about hiking for a few days. Okay. So if you're hiking like for a few hiking? days, like through hiking. Okay. And I know that typically we don't listen to music while hiking. Mm -hmm. Okay. But let's say that you're through hiking for, let's not say a, a few days. You're through hiking for a few months. Oh. Okay. So, so you're on <laughs> like something like that or the Pacific Crest, or the Camino, or whatever it is. The Transcontinental, whatever. You can bring Continental th three albums of music. Oh. Which three albums do you bring with you oh. to accompany you on this the journey? Trail. The trail. <laughs> this, is, this is the trail. It's like the vault. <laughs> but right. But right. Mm, okay, that's that's a great question. Um, ooh. Well, I feel like it's... Definitely Abba Gold because Abba Gold is their fucking greatest hits. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot. You get a lot. You get a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, let's talk about the song, The Name of the Game. Oh, that's my I current love that jam. song. I love All that right, song. All right. So that, I think also probably, I don't know, Chromatica is real good. Mm -hmm. And I could just bop my way down the trails to that. And then... I'm trying to think of what number three would be. Oh, and Fleetwood Mac rumors. There we go. 
All right. Mm-hmm. I think it would start with a Dolly Parton's Greatest Hits mm. album because I would want to keep those near and close. Sure. Right. I think I'm also going to bring Beyonce's first secret album. Okay. And then, oh, I have to bring Jagged Little Pill. Oh, of course. And so those are my, those, those are, are my trail three. Sounds? However, I'm probably hiking this with you, which so. means I also get access to Abigold, which is why I didn't put it on my own there list. There you go. So, bravo. We spent some time at Fairy Falls. This spot where we were is sort of like the apex of the P, the backwards P. Right, on our trail journey. On our trail journey. Mm-hmm. So now it was time to sort of head toward the other section so that we could loop back up. To the staff of our to the staff P. heading back eventually toward the parking lot. If you're following our letter analogy here. Right. So <laughs> <Good> luck. <laughs> um, this area was a little bit marshier. Leaving Fairy Falls, it was a little more peculiar uh, where we put our feet and there were how we found the path. There were like some boards. Yeah. There were some logs. Yep. It did eventually bring us to you know, a dirt path that felt dry. Right. And a little bit more tree cover at first. And this is where we sort of see some people that have a bunch of gear on. They look like they have been, or they're about to start through hiking. Right. And, you know, we say hello. Didn't really think anything of it at the time. Break back through the trees and are sort of in this open area. And what's great is that this trail has orange blazes on the trees the whole time. Right. We're following these orange blazes. All the way out to Fairy Falls from the the original path. And this now still has orange blazes. So we're on the right. We're going the right way. Yeah. We're in this narrow path uh, in this open area. You can see this hill in the distance. And eventually we start to become, we start to come up to this very rusty looking river that is very, very warm. And it's, you know, just like we were just saying before, it's always fascinating to just, you sort of just stumble upon this stuff in Yellowstone. And it looks rusty because obviously there's a lot of science and chemical reactions happening inside of it. Yes. So this is a geothermal uh, spring or river that's happening here. It's really interesting because the landscape just switches so fast. This has to be some sort of arm of the Fairy Creek. And the colors here, again, fascinating colors. Colors you just don't see normally out in the world. Uh, As we approach the river, it looks as though there is this path that sort of follows it and goes through this tree-lined canopy. And there's a sign that's here that I glanced at that had, you know, Fairy Falls Loop on it. But we just kind of kept following the river. Yeah, um, because right. you know th- this is also looked very correct as a path, and I believe there were some blazes here too. Right, there were. And when it comes to like other paths that were around this area, this was also sort of we're in the world of like, oh yeah, there's sometimes little jut off things yep. that aren't the path that aren't on the map. Right. So this takes us very close to this incredibly bubbly geyser. Enter in Imperial Geyser. Imperial Geyser, Uh full of beautiful color. It definitely seems like this is not a very visited geyser, but it's very active. It is barely people around the whole time. Like it didn't necessarily, I wouldn't say that it erupted when we were there, but it was just active. It's just constantly, it it feels constantly active. Like Like it's in the air a lot. Yes, there's a lot of steam. It definitely was like 
change, you know, no need to have, you know, steam cleaning. Come here. No. Come to Imperial Geyser. Yeah. Geyser, you know, leading from this orange rusty river into this beautiful, intensely clear blue geyser area. Yeah. Yeah. And as we approach, we see this family under a tree at the other side of the geyser. And, you know, as we were hiking towards the geyser, I was watching them come down this hill, which was, I think, the hill we probably saw in the distance as we were hiking out yeah, this way. Yeah, and we assumed that that was the trail. Yes. The continuation because of again, the trail. Because, again, at the geyser, it sort of opens up and there's sort of nothing. And we know, based on what we do know of the map, that we are hooking a right soon. Yes. So... We, you know, pass this family. We just say hello, really don't say much else. And we start up this path that's going up this hill, which is incredibly grueling. It is going straight up this hill. And it's sandy. And we were like, do we really have to do this today? And we did. And we just cussed the entire way. We were pissed off. It was like... (laughs) You know, this was supposed to be easy. This is labeled as easy. Right. This part is not easy at all. Right. Like, why is this happening? Yes. We do cuss our way all the way up this yep. uphill. And it's not very long, but it's no. long enough to be annoying. Yeah. And then we make it to the top. Yep. We, you know, get up to the top here and we're able to see a bunch in the distance. And we get a really good view of the geyser from below, which is cool. Sort of like pushing that button of um, looking at. Old Faithful from above that we didn't get. But we also can see the waterfall from here too. And sort of in the distance, but the only thing we cannot see is the path. That's right. Yeah. So there's this beautiful like lily pond nearby. Yeah. That's it's a pond that's got giant lily pads on it. Yeah. Literally the path on the ground just stops. Well, yeah, and it's really well worn the whole way up the hill. The whole way up the hill and, and then to it's the top. Like, You're at the top and then you sort of head like you're going toward this pond and the trail just ends. Yep. Like you just have to walk into grass. Yep. And it ends in the other direction too. And we were like, what's, how are we, what is supposed to be happening here? Right. And so we're looking from up top. We are trying to figure out where we're supposed to go next. Right. Because we do know we're headed to the right. That is part of the map. The journey, yeah. In order to loop back up with the big trail we were on before. Yep. This is clearly not going anywhere. Right. So we were like, okay, well, we must have taken a wrong turn. Yeah. So we look out over the overlook there. We were like, maybe what we're on is just the overlook for this Imperial Geyser. Right, which isn't notated, but not notated, but not a surprise Mm -hmm. if that's the case. So we're looking around, we're looking around, and then over sort of to the right, we see this other path, and we're like, that must be the trail. Right. That must be it over there. Right. It's going back into the trees, which are behind the geyser. And to the right are more like hills. Mm -hmm. I say hills. They're not big enough to be mountains. Yeah. And my assumption was that this trail was going to wrap around these hills in the same way that, say, they did on that other path that we did near Lamar. Yeah. In the Roosevelt Lodge path. Yep. Was going to wrap around these trees, this hill, and then connect back to that big path. Yep. And that's what I figured was going to happen. Right. And it wasn't without like good reason to 
think about that based off of the map and what we were seeing. We knew we were going to hook right eventually. We also knew we weren't really supposed to be based off of the map gaining, gaining a ton of elevation. So upon reflecting going up that hill, that wasn't really reflected on the map. Right. So, so we thought, oh, well, we need to be back on the flat path. So we walk back down, which was so much easier. And um, on the right of the geyser, there is like a paint pot area that looks like it's just dried up. Yeah. There's some gurgling noises you can hear, but you can't. There's nothing as active as the paint pots we had seen earlier in this day or earlier the day before when we were at Artist Paint Pot and Fountain Paint Pot. When we get back down, it's like, gosh, we would have never seen the path had we not gone up the hill. We're like, oh, thankfully we went up the hill because I think we would have just been lost on what to do. I guess we would have just turned back and just tried to backtrack there. Foreshadowing. Um, Smarter decisions mm -hmm. to have made. So we do get into this tree line that we had seen from above where the path was taking us. We get there, and there are actually orange places here. Yes, and we said, oh, well, this must be the way to go. And into the woods we went again. And with that, let's take our second break. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage... Beryl Streep. Beryl Streep. Beryl Streep. Okay, so I had to ask some questions about this. You did. But Beryl... We're not talking about like, you know, the thing you'd get in to go over Niagara Falls then. No, don't do that. Don't do that. What is a barrel? Barrel is a gemstone. And what color is this gemstone? It's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like barrels are like a a larger name for other, like a category of stones. Like aquamarine, I feel like is a barrel. Oh, there's a whole barrel family. Yeah. And... Some of them are green, blue, pink, uh-huh. yellow, and some are have no color. Clear. So we have a multicolor queen, mm-hmm. which is on brand oh, for 1000%. queerness. Mm-hmm. Um, so Beryl Streep. Beryl Streep. Who is Beryl Streep? Beryl Streep, I think, is... She's a Meryl Streep impersonator queen. Oh, you think so? That, yeah. She's got to <laughs> lean hard into that. Like, her drag is, like, her most iconic roles. Okay. So, maybe Beryl Streep, if... I imagine Beryl Streep will do, like, a number where it'll be, like... She sings Code of Many Colors. Maybe <laughs> she does that. But she'll do a number where she's, like, lip-syncing a song, but then she, like, lip-syncs dialogue. But mm-hmm. the dialogue is always Meryl Streep dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it will be, like, you know, maybe she has a whole number that's, like... She'll do Maneater, mm-hmm. and, like, it'll be, like, clips from uh, She-Devil mm-hmm. and clips from uh, Death Becomes Her. Mm-hmm. And Devil Wears Prada. And maybe Devil Wears Prada. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she'll, like, batch to together like various Meryl Streep characters inside of a single song mm-hmm. inside of a number. To so the Nelly Furtado man eater or the Hollow Notes man eater. Well, who knows? Or maybe a mashup. She's a, a mashup. Queen. Maybe a mashup. <laughs> maybe a maybe mashup. Maybe there will be a mashup. There might be. There might be a mashup. There just might. There could be. I think there might. I think there might. <laughs> But I think maybe Beryl Streep has a different hair color. Like it's like the actual sort of shape of Meryl's hair in mm-hmm. any given character, mm-hmm. but it's not the same color. Got it. It's like a vibrant, different color. Got it. Electric. Which is like electric, mm-hmm. right? Which makes it sort of like an electric version of Meryl Streep mm-hmm. and drag, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. It may, Okay, real quick. I know that I, I have told you this story before, but like... Tell it again, Sal. 
when I went as Miranda Priestly mm-hmm. to the gay Halloween party mm-hmm. and the amount of people who thought I was Glenn Close was just like, you just were like, give me your gay card. cards revoked. Give me your card. You don't get, I was mm-hmm. like, I'll be taking your gay card. That's all. Mm-hmm. The amount of people who thought I was Cruella DeVille. And I oh. was like, my it, hair is all white. Right. Like, and it's like the actual, the actual hairstyle. Yeah. Like you got a good wig. The wig was perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. I still have that wig because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Once you get the wig for the one look, now mm-hmm. you're stuck with the wig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was when a good I find wig. It later, I will cut it up. <laughs> I will cut up your wigs at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Beryl Streep. So we're making our way down the path because we found it. We found the trail. We yep. thought we were lost, but no, lo and behold, we found it. Yep. And so we're making our way and we know that eventually we're going to be headed to the right. Yes. And according to the map, that should be happening pretty soon. Right. This was like a weird. So like we're on. This is also a longer leg than the leg we had come out on to Fairy Falls. It's slightly longer. But the way the map is on this trail is you kind of jut off on an angle then it sort of plateaus horizontally and then you continue to jut off right Um, so it's sort of like a right and then a sort of a left that you're going to kind of like hook a little bit yeah a little bit of a left it's very hot like oh it is firmly like midday probably at this point 90s and it was hot in yellowstone which was such a change from the morning i think at the you know when at the car we had Delayered essentially, but I think we were both in tights on this day. I do remember that. Which we were both in tights on this day. We didn't like detightify. Um, we didn't because we thought this was, you know, we knew this was going to be a short hike. Yeah, and so we were like, "We'll just leave them on. It's yeah. fine." So we're warm. We're warm, and we're making and it's it just happen. Getting warmer by and the moment. It's getting more open, so we're not in tree cover anymore. And we come to these sandy trails. That are lined along these felled trees. Again, hello, mm-hmm. felled. Clear um, that there was, had been a fire. Yes, definitely at some point. Because the trees had been down for a long time. And we get to this area that just becomes... A lot of switchbacks. Windy, sandy switchbacks. Which we were like, there are no switchbacks on this map. However, we are working with a situation where like, they may not have published the switchbacks on the map. Or they're just tiny enough in the grand scheme... The grand scheme, the of, grand scheme of yeah. things, in the grand scheme of things that didn't publish them that on didn't there. Publish them on there, exactly. It's true. Like, so that happens sometimes. So we were yeah. making a lot of assumptions. You're we like, okay, well, this map, the map that we have, is just like not as, um, acknowledging as yep. and detailed yep. as uh, other maps we've seen before. Yep. And we can still see Fairy Falls in the distance, which basically drives with the map. So we continue onward, and again, orange blazes are there. At this point, we're not really hooking the right. No. Which we knew was supposed to happen because of the map. The map. And we were like, maybe this leg of the map is just not to scale. Maybe the rest right. of it is more to scale. And this leg just isn't. I have encountered maps like that, which it's like, don't ever, ever publish a map like that. Yeah. Because it's so misleading but yes we thought okay well maybe the map we have is just super misleading yep we just have to deal with all of this before we hook this right yep because essentially we're going up these switchbacks and then it was like it would lead us to 
another hill with more switchbacks. Right, but it was so compressed. It was like it was almost felt like not as not as intense by any means as the Kalalau Trail on the Nepali coast where you're kind of in these ridges. You're in and out of these like ridges in the foothill. And so I'm like this just probably isn't reflected in the map because we're actually right. not going it wasn't a straight line. It was like you're going here to here but you're going to zigzag to right. get there. Tight tightly. So yeah. it wasn't the most mm-hmm. like it wasn't like we were doing something that felt totally wrong. It just didn't feel as correct as it could have felt. Right. And so this feels like a very long time. It doesn't feel as aligned with the map at this point. And we're also walking a little longer than we thought we were going to need to walk to kind of hook the right. And we were we're still waiting for that clear right hook. And it's just not coming. Right. And we're almost sort of like heading to the left. Right, which we sort of had to do at some point. Which, yes. We're like, did we just like not see the right or were the switchbacks the right? We're still seeing the orange blazes. So we're like, we're on the trail. We're on the trail. Yeah. We're fine. But, but I'm starting to get suspicious. Like there, I'm voicing my concern at this point. And you're like, no, no. I think just think about how we're going. You know. Yeah. This is this seems right to me. And In this moment, yeah. you were the one bringing up the concerns yeah. of like, is this the right way? Mm-hmm. And I was the one who was like, We've got the blazes. Yep. We've got the map. We know sort of where we're headed. Mm-hmm. You know, I was convinced that we were headed in the right direction. And for a while, I also convinced you of that. Too. You did, which usually I trust you for directional judgment because I am not the one that is the strongest there. And sure. I'm, this is nobody's fault. Obviously, we're here talking about it. But I was just like, OK, we'll just keep going. But I think in my head, I'm like, we're going to set a time for ourselves. And if for some, if we haven't hit that gravel path or haven't seen what we're supposed to, in my head, I hadn't said it out loud. I was like, I think we're going to need to turn around. To turn around. We do end up getting back into some more shaded woods at the top of like our last switchback. And here we're like, we have to just keep talking. We because have to keep there talking. Is no one. We have seen no one on the trail. Again, though, based off of what we've observed from the start of fairy falls it seems like most people go to the overlook and turn around even from fairy falls no one was really we walking have that seen arm no one so far so since fairy falls we hadn't seen anyone and so we were in like absolutely the prime area for bears to be <laughs> right. and you could see through the trees which yep. is why i was like the trees aren't thick here. Bears can get around these trees and yep. walk through this forest as easily as we can. Yep. So we had to start making sound. Yes. So we go through Dante's Peak. Yes. Yes. You told me about that movie. You explained Twelfth Night to me. I did. I did. Then it became you explaining Hand That Rocks the Cradle. I did. <laughs> Which is a big leap. Then I Night. explained Amelie. Yeah. So many. Um, And then we got to a point where there was a definitive right hook. Right. There was a clear right hook in the trees. And I was like, this is the right hook we've been looking for. Now we're headed in the correct direction. Right. So we go that way. Mm -hmm. We're making our way. Like a tunnel of pine. Yeah. Low pine. And we can't see anything to the right. We made the right. And then. Suddenly, we had to, like, start climbing up again to the left. Yep. And at this point, I was like, well, I was so glad to be out of that 
area open wooded area that open wooded area mm-hmm. where there were surprisingly at the time no bears mm-hmm. um i was like well we must be getting to this gravel path soon right and that was when i said if it gets to be 1 p.m and we haven't started to turn again then we need to turn back that had happened right before we made that turn and then at about 1.15, when stuff started to feel wrong, I pulled the trigger or I turned the submarine key, as we typically you say. You turn the submarine key. And we don't have a two-turn system. It's one person it's turns one the person key. It's one person turn. That's always been our rule. Yep. If it, one person has the power to turn the key and turn the boat around. Uh-huh. So we were like, all right. You know, I we remember- were pissed. We you were, were like- We were both pissed. But we have to not, turn around. I do want to be clear. This is not a situation where we were pissed at one another. No. We were pissed off at the fact that it was hot. We were pissed that we had followed this a long way and had not gotten to the connecting junction and that everything seemed to be correct, but clearly something was Was not correct. And the only way back was Was to retrace our steps and go back to where we came from. Yep. Which means we had to turn around and go through that same heavily wooded area, that open wooded area where there were most definitely going to be bears. Wow. I say that. That's not foreshadowing. (laughs) That's not foreshadowing, but that's was what I was thinking. Right. And I was like, there's no way there won't be bears. This is our movie talking. We had Dusty's one pole. So he's like, well, if you're talking, I'll be hitting the trees. And when I'm talking, you're hitting the trees to make noise. We also are like part of the decision came because we didn't have backup water on this day because again it no wasn't water. supposed to be yeah. a long trek. Yeah, and we're, I, had I was like, like half a bladder. Sure, which was amazing for you considering how hot it was and yeah. how far we'd been because you're usually done. So we do end up making it back through the tree tunnel pretty quickly, back through the open wooded area fairly fast we did and then we get to the switchbacks and so we did something that we never do no and nor nor is it for (laughs) something we advocate for but it was what we needed to do we needed to do it at this moment and we also needed to do it because we were far out and we were running on exhaustion at this point i think we had checked the phone just to see what our mileage was and we were already at like 12 miles. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a nine mile day. In total. In total. With something else we were going to do. So we had already gone past the point. Yes. Of of what our like daily max was going to be. Right. So we decided to just cut corners when it came to switchbacks. Right. And we just would like make our own desire paths down the hill. Yeah. It's not something we're proud of. It's not great. But it is. But in order to like get off that trail as quickly as we could. That's what we had to do. It actually ends up that we cover this ground pretty quickly because of that. So these switch, it tells you how long these switchbacks were because we zip back through them. We did zip back through them. And we end up hitting the original tunnel of trees we start in and... And Imperial Geyser. And Imperial Geyser. And we're in the shade and... We both pull out the map and you're just like, I don't understand this. Like, how did I, we... Yeah, how did we... What did we do wrong? What did we miss? Right. So we come through the tree tunnel. We see the sign for Biscuit Basin and also for Fairy Falls Trail. So we come through the tunnel and we run into two hikers. Two hikers. And I was it's like, the first oh my God, two people. Yeah. So we say hello to them and we're like, you're the first people we've seen on this for like hours. Yeah. 
I was like, what, where are you hiking out to? And they were like, we're just going to Imperial Geyser. And, and we turning like, back. And turning back. We were like, oh. Then we said, we were like, yeah, we, we wanted to connect up with the gravel path again. And we went that way and like we had to turn around. Yeah, we went up never a hill. Connected. We saw the lily ponds and then we were able right. to see the path again. But the path didn't make sense. She was this like this one hiker. She yeah. was so nice. She pulled up the map on her phone. Yeah. And she was like, this one actually has a few more because she looked at our map. She's like, the one I have has a few more like paths written on it. And we looked and what had ended up happening was we were supposed to have continued on on this other path that didn't look like it was on the map right from before but instead we had gotten onto a back country trail which was like 10 miles which was a 10 mile trail that would have taken us to biscuit basin right and that is what we had walked on mm-hmm. and um we don't advise no <laughs> we don't advise no and also yellowstone here's a note Change your blazes, Maybe girl. change your blaze colors because, like, all of the blazes. Because we did see, like, we... Yeah, after when we I, talked to When them. I looked, I was like, oh, but I... And she was like, that's... She said, I think you were supposed to have turned this way. Before Imperial Geyser. Before Imperial Geyser. Right. Like, and then you would have been on the right way. Right. And we were like, oh, right. And so we thanked them we we got back to this tiny little what we juncture. now realize was a very real serious juncture point which is where we ended up like this point was where we had gone the wrong way right we were arriving at it from that backcountry trail and had we turned left we could have like gotten onto done the rest of the fairy falls mm-hmm. loop but we noticed there was a much bigger orange blaze and like a giant sign. Like a gi- <laughs> like it was almost like a sign. Like yeah. the orange blazes were only like, I don't know, four like inches by yeah. four inches, like maybe. Card size. But this one was like twelve inches by like it was like a twelve inch square, right. like on the side of but the tree. But there was no like arrow to turn. No arrow to turn. If you didn't turn. look to the right as you were heading out to Imperial Geyser, you would just assume that you were continuing on that and way. And I did not know that that thing was the blue. At first, I didn't even see it. No, I didn't even see it the first time. No, this time looking at it, I was like, I might have interpreted that as like a personnel only kind of way to go. Personnel only. Yeah. <laughs> personnel only. Part right. personnel only. So we decide we're not going to do that because we've already walked so much. We're not going to do that leg. We're not. We're literally no. just going to retrace our steps back. So we, you know, have we're, to go past Fairy Falls right, again. We're right. very tired. Very um, tired. But there are more people around. There are a lot so more people. So it makes us feel a little bit better after being like in the wilderness for so long. Once we're at Fairy Falls, then we have to walk the mile and a half back to, to, to connect back to the gravel path. And let me just say this. <laughs> that is the longest mile and a half I have ever walked in my life. Because we were tired. We were so hot. exhausted and it was so hot. And we finally got back to the gravel path. And that was the moment that I ran, ran out, out of water. water. Yep. I was like, well, at least it's just from here, like down this gravel path to the car, which also felt long. Also felt like an eternity. Also like was an very open eternity. and hot. And there were lots of people. Exposed sun the whole time. <laughs> we had definitely like had an error and it's not the first time and something like this has happened, it. but it, we felt it. And Oof. you know, 
it was definitely at this point that we were like, we're not doing what we had planned for the rest of the day. We are fully, fully done when we get back to the car. Like exhaustion has been fully reached and it was fully late. It's probably like mid afternoon at this point. We were hoping to be done by noon and off to our other thing, which was the grand Canyon of the Yellowstone. Right. We had decided long before we had gotten back to that gravel path. We were like, there's no way we can do that. Today. No. Oh no. We have to do that tomorrow. When we get back to the car, finally after, you know, fully exhausted, full exhaustion, it ended up being after checking our, health app a 16 mile day right which was basically essentially the same of what we had done the day prior which right. is what we were hoping not to do right in that right. day and turns out was one of our longer days oh i think one of the longest longest of the trip. days of the trip we did float the idea of if the parking wasn't crazy at the boardwalk of grand prismatic mm-hmm. to try to stop but the parking Honey child Ooh, that park that is an early morning worse. adventure for you and even so worse than that's what we decided we would start our day with tomorrow okay let's put the first two sections of the fairy falls loop trail on the karen stone scale i'm gonna say a four that feels good to me i feel like it wasn't too taxing it just was there was some up and down that you're doing um, on the trail, for the most part, that original leg of the staff of the backwards P is pretty flat and gravelly. So I didn't think it was anything that was too bad. A four for me. Okay. I think I'm also saying a four. That Great. was my initial instinct. Right. Because um, especially if you include that overlook to, mm-hmm. you know, the Grand Prismatic overlook. Yeah. Definitely is a little bit of a grunt up there. Oh, yeah. But people do it. Lots of people oh, do it. Oh, lots of people do it. Yeah. So, yeah. An eight out of 20. 20. Great. What about that? The um, Biscuit Basin Trail. The Biscuit Basin Trail. Basin. Oh, okay. My instinct is a six. I was going to say a seven. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say a six because the switchbacks are, I think without well first of all like you know i would never do that without bear spray and without mm-hmm. a way to make I mean, noise we, and we did we and had. we did we had our bear spray yeah. but i think if it were not in the middle of the summer that that trail would not feel as no. horrifying no because it was just heat and so much heat mm-hmm. so but i'm gonna say six because of all the switchbacks that were exhausting Mm -hmm. and then all that additional uphill that was unintended that we ended up doing in the forest later yeah just the exhaustion of that yeah the switchbacks everything seven okay so we're 13 out out of 20 karen stones and i'm sure if we'd walk the whole thing it would also feel very much so like that yes yeah a six and a seven and let's end this episode as we end all of our full-length episodes with some Jeopardy-style trivia. Wonderful. All right, why don't you start with your category today? My category is called, Who Are You Calling a Fairy? And this is all about fairies and folklore. So I'm going to ask <gasps> you some questions about fairies. Okay, great. Great. In folklore, this common metal, which was often used in the creation of steel, is said to be a deterrent for fae or fairies, while this liquid, usually for babies, was often used as an offering. Oh, is milk one of the words? Milk is one of the words. And is the other gold? No. Is it 
platinum. No. Silver. No. Is it? It's also a band with the second word being wine. I could have made that part of the clue. Blank and wine. And it's a metal. No. What is iron and milk? Oh, iron Mm -hmm. and milk. Mm -hmm. Great. Things I did not know. For 200, this type of fairy is said to dwell in human homes, barns, and other structures, and is said to be helpful with housework. They also share a name with young members of the Girl Scouts or a delicious dessert. What is brownies? That's correct. What are brownies? For 300. I did not know. This type of fairy is one that was believed to be left as a replacement for a human child, which they had taken for one of three reasons, to act as a servant, for the fairies to receive the love of a human child, or for malice or revenge. It's also the name of a 2008 Angelina Jolie film about a 1920s Los Angeles woman whose son goes missing and is replaced by another boy five months later. What is Changeling? That's correct. I know that from Midsummer Night's Dream. There you go. Which I told you about you did. at some point in Yellowstone. That's correct. For 400, these malicious fairies originated in Scotland, had sharp teeth, and carried a scythe with them. Featured in the Harry Potter universe, they could also describe the headgear for fans of the Philadelphia Phillies, the Washington Nationals, the Oakland A's, and the Chicago Bulls, among others. Oh, is it horns? Mm-mm. The headgear? Yes, what fans might wear of those teams. Think oh, about... I don't know. What are the red caps? Oh. oh each of those teams... I see. Has a red cap. Has a red cap. Got it. Their fans would wear red caps. Got it. Good. Trying to be creative. That was good. That was good. Um, And for 500, the term fairy derives from the Italian words fata or fatum, which if you were Linda Hamilton in the Terminator universe, you might change your iconic line from no fatum, but the one you make. Uh, What is, what is future? Close. What is fate? Oh, No fate, but the one you make. Got it. Great. And that's who you call in a fairy. I love that. This category. And if you had ter- seen Terminator 2 Judgment Day or listened to what I said on the trail, right. you would know of her iconic line. This category is called Get Your Gay Card Back. Great. So in this category, I'm going to list. I have a list of three. Let's see if you need to get all the way to three. Oh. Songs Damn. by a an iconic singer. And you've got to name the singer by the gays. who is beloved by the gays. Mm-hmm. Great. So um, I didn't give you all of the like. They're not always the like obvious. The obvious. Okay. So anyway, because that's because I don't know if you know everyone. Right. But when your gay card gets taken, the only way to get it back is through a test like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm administering the test in Great. hopes that you can get it back, and Great. then maybe someone will bestow the test on me so maybe. I can get mine back. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready. Uh-huh. There's more than five. Oh, okay. I made Great. I made seven clues. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So here we go. The first one, mm-hmm. the one that got away. Oh my god, I can hear it, but I can't. Unconditionally. Is it Taylor Swift? No. Incorrect. Oh. I'll give you the third one. Roar. Oh. Who is uh, Katy Perry? Katy Perry, right? <laughs> that's her cat's Welcome name. Welcome to the stage, Katy Perry. Oh no, that's actually her oh. cat's name. Oh, okay, great. You didn't Things know that didn't know. Katy Perry no. is her cat's name. Great, isn't that great? That is so smart. I love yeah. it. Okay, good for you, Katy Perry. Kitty, Katy Perry. <laughs> 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 okay, great. Here's the next one. Great. 
Okay. Missing you. Oh, who's Robin? That's correct. Right. What were the other two? Every uh, with every heartbeat Ugh. and show me love. Damn, with every heartbeat is, is like so my good. jam. Okay, okay. for three hundred. Uh-huh. Through the rain. Nope. Vision of love. No. no. Fantasy. This is where my gay knowledge is weak, because you're weak. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is it Mariah? That is correct. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. Okay, for 400. Mm-hmm. From a distance. From a distance. That, yeah, <laughs> that one. Um, no, give me two. The Rose. Mm-mm. Wind Beneath My Wings. Oh, who's Bette? Bette Midler. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Okay, for 500. Beautiful Liar. Nope. Baby boy. Nope. Countdown. I'm not sweating over here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Crazy in love. Oh, I was going to say Beyonce. Well, then you didn't. Why didn't you? Because Countdown threw me off. And I don't know her her song book as well as I should. Well, yeah. Things you can work on. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, great. For the next one. Zing went, the, zing went the strings of my heart. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Can you give me two? The Trolley Song. No. Over the Rainbow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Dorothy Gale. <laughs> and her yeah. name is? Um, her name is uh, Judy Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Dench. That's right. Judy Dench Bloom Garland. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, and finally, mm-hmm. Perfect Illusion. Mm-mm. Fun Tonight. Um, nope. A Million Reasons. I'm giving you a million <laughs> reasons to <laughs> get Yep. Who is um, Lady Haha? That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and... Um, I will take your results to the council <laughs> and we will see the council of gay elders if um if you've earned it back. Right. This has been Gays at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gays at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the Gaze Shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fordgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey. 